Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rhema Podcast. This is episode number five. We're going to be talking about how there's nothing greater you can be or nothing more valuable you can be in the universe than a human being. And throughout this podcast, I'll explain all my reasons why I think that, all the reasons why I have faith to believe that, and what I believe my purpose is here. So once again, thank you for listening and welcome to the Rhema Podcast. I think one of the biggest questions in life is who is God and how did God get created or who created God and why is there anything at all? So just the fact that we can ask those questions kind of sparks something in us, something uh, within us that we know to be true. So I want to start off by reading... um, Something by one of my favorite artists, his name is Alex Gray. If you've ever seen um, his paintings, they show humans and animals, but when you look at the picture, you can see the veins, the muscles, the skeletons, you can kind of see everything. So instead of just looking at a picture, it kind of makes you think and see more, which I consider Rama, when you're looking at the picture. So I recommend anyone listening to go listen to Alex Gray. I mean, go look at Alex Gray's Instagram. He's got lots of um, amazing paintings. So here we go. He says, I am a disciple of love and apostle of the creative spirit. Consciousness equals love equals creativity. We are embodiments of God's light, love, and life. Our deepest voice declares our oneness with all beings. We are a holy family, all of us together. Hatred is the final station of the worst train of thought. Death is waiting there to greet you. Infinite God consciousness is the final station of the best train of thought. Each of us has, the freedom each of us has to board, has is to board the train of our choice. Angels are our guides through life, then love and light distinguish them. Some people allow their angelic guide to shine through their actions of mercy on behalf of everyone. Demons shout at us and point where we should not go. Distinguish between the voice of guide and see where these trains of thought are leading you. God shows up God shows up in works of genius. The truth, goodness, and beauty of the actions and artifacts is heaven's reminder to all who wonder. <clears throat> so that is the quote by Alex Gray. And what I love about it the most is when he talks about how we are embodiments of God's love and light. So what does that mean? That means a lot of things. That, that means that we were created on purpose and that we have a purpose. And I consider it sort of a spiritual duty. So then I want to read you this Bible verse. It's from James chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Out of all creation, we became his prized possession. Why? Well, I believe that there's a lot of reasons. God is love in essence and he created us out of agape love which is out of this selfless love um i believe he created us to be happy but he also created us to know and what does that mean um i picture the fact that i can look at the stars and i can look at the planets and i can know about them For example, the planets don't have consciousness, so they can't gaze upon the beauty of what 
the God of creation has made. So we are kind of the chosen ones, chosen to behold God's glory, but not only behold God's glory, we are God's glory. So our actions, Jesus says our actions are like fruit, and I think that that's the perfect analogy, is the fruit you create, is it healthy for others? Is it nourishing to others? Does it bring life to others? Or is it rotten? Is it poisonous? Will it make you sick? Does it bring death? Jesus says that a good tree can't bear bad fruit, so a good-hearted person, and I'm not sure how one becomes good-hearted or wants to become good-hearted. In, in my subjective theory, I believe that... Um, you know, we existed before time began with God, but we are acting out our destiny here on earth. So I believe that um, a good tree can't bear fruit because this is what Jesus said, and a bad, bad tree can't bear good fruit. But if we stay in, in a relationship with the Lord in love, we can only bear good fruit, which the fruits of the Spirit are, God's Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. And there are many, plenty of verses that say we are God's temple, but what does that mean? That means we are to show others wisdom and love and light and bring others to the truth. So what does that mean? I am his vessel. And when Christ um, went up to heaven after he was crucified, he was saying that we would do greater things than he would because he's leaving earth and we're staying here. So no longer can he witness. We are his hands and feet. And not only are we the hands and feet, but each of us have different gifts and each of us have different jobs that all tie into one body, this holy family of who we are. Now, the problem is we've been corrupted. So it's sort of this, but it's, it's, it's also something that we have to overcome because who would we be if we haven't gone through these struggles? God wants us to be perfect, but he is making us perfect. And I've talked about that in... in I think all my podcasts where he's refining us in the furnace of affliction. So if we keep that in mind, we keep that meaning and suffering because once we lose the meaning of suffering, we lose the meaning of who we are. Because in this life, this is the only time that we can suffer for the sake of others. When we when we die, when we go to when I go to heaven, I'm not going to be able to suffer for anybody anymore. And suffering for others is true love, is eternal love, is agape love. So back to my point is that we're valuable because we're God's children. Um, You are a reflection of your mother and father. This happens all the time in life. Children represent their fathers. We look at the children and we judge the parents on how the children act. Um, so <clears throat> we have to fill a preordained role in this world, and it's a duty. It's a lot of constant demands. It's a lot of constant decisions, but our duty is to serve others. God created humans to share in his 
rational image as well. God created people to understand his works. We were chosen for him to be like, this is my creation and we are his, we are also his creation, but we are the ones that get to study his creation and know his creation and have consciousness. Um, it's sort of like a veil of spirituality is between us and the divine right now. But if you can just peek behind that curtain of divinity, you'll see who we really are. And it's almost like, I, I, I picture it as a radio tuner, like we're tuned into earth right now, but if we were to just adjust that dial just a little bit, we'd be in a totally different um, heavenly type place I would like. So not only do we have this role to show God to others, show his agape love to others, to sacrifice for others, we also get to experience the beauty of the earth. I mean, anywhere you go in the earth, um, North America, South America, Australia, Europe, Asia, Africa, it's so much beauty to behold. And we have absolutely no idea um, what it's going to be like in the next life. We cannot imagine, but when, when I see the beauty here, um, for example, Yosemite National Park, it seems like computer, um, computer graphic imaging. It's so beautiful. It's, it's, but we're the ones that were chosen to behold that. And when you know that this is your purpose in life and that you're here for a reason, because I believe that the enemy's sign is confusion. He doesn't want you to know who you are. He doesn't want you to be secure in who God made you to be. And God wants you to be happy. And he wants to keep you safe. And we also have to, a role to play uh, with self-discipline. And it's, 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 that's kind of an oxymoron because how can you... Dis, you're disciplining yourself. Uh, yourself is disciplining yourself, so you have a self that can discipline and a self that needs to be disciplined, which everybody talks about body, soul, mind, spirit, heart. We all know that they're real, but none of us can really describe what they are. And that's how um, a verse in Psalm, David wrote that God set eternity in the human heart. So our purpose is to be the light of the world. What does the light do? The light brings knowledge to, and the light brings understanding. That's our goal. We are the salt of the earth. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 14, what does that mean? Um, we give flavor. We preserve, we preserve. Salt also preserves. We preserve life. We bring flavor to others. Jesus says, if salt has lost its saltiness, what good is it to be thrown and trampled underfoot? Because what is the purpose of salt if it doesn't have flavor? What is the purpose of you, human, if you don't fulfill your duty to love, which fulfills every need? It's not going to leave you unfulfilled. Um, so you are the light of the world. You are the, you are the salt of the earth. And I just want to read you um, some Bible verses. 1 John 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. He says, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. Who is God? 
God is someone who sacrificed his life so that we could live. It's true love. Romans 13, uh, chapter 13, verse 8. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. James chapter 1, verse 18. He chose to give us birth by giving us his true word, and we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. And that's all I have for you guys today. I just want to thank you for listening, and I hope you guys got something out that out of that. And be blessed. Thanks for listening. Bye.